the Friday Rock Show! Tonight, it's live from Dangleberry Farm! We have a bumper crop of music too, including Backyard Babies, Pearl Jam, Rob Zombie, Ramstein, Them Crooked Vultures, Living Colour, Fozzy, Lost Profits, and Bon Jovi. We spread our silage far and wide with the complete guide to farming today with Angus, Faglin, Jem, Paddy, <laughs> Mick, yes. Dargal and oh. Turtle. Ah. We'll be talking to the owner of Dangleberry Farm, Bert Kavna. Yes. We also have the Gabbler, yes. Professor Critic, Woo. Tom Shorger ah. and Pull the Nogger. Wow, that's so good. Let's kick off with some music from the Backyard Babies.
yeah, a high energy start there from a band called the Backyard Babies. Backyard Babies! Woo! Martian! You're listening to BBC Radio 1 on 97 to 99 FM, live worldwide on the internet and on digital radio. We are the Friday Rock Show. The Friday Rock Show? What is this nonsense? Live! Okay, yes indeedy, we're live here Ooh. on Dangleberry Farm just and uh, just say thank you to Bert Kavanagh there for having us down here. Smell the hair. That's gorgeous. Smells that good, Tony. Smells good. Smell of soilage. Oh, is that your breath though? More like your arse, Tony. <laughs> say nothing. Is that the donkey? I'd like to thank Bert Kavanagh for having us down here and all the outside broadcast crew. It's beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful part of the world Beautiful Absolutely. part of the world Gets us Just to get away from the sea like The stinking you know, seas It's terrible You can't go out like You get knifed with the Knifed pol- in the back with the Knifed in the front Knifed in your sack Stuff to do And cinemas And bowling alleys And pubs That's And clubs and, and shops handy Faces Who people, wants to be faces there Faces in your face Always yeah. in your face Gurgling at you Going Buy the big issue Buy the big issue Fuck you Fuck you all I'm in the farm All the hoodies coming at you The hoodies coming Huh? There was some. There was That's, some. Ma- was that Bert? Was that Bert there? Was it? I'm not going anywhere near the donkeys. Right? <laughs> right? Anyway, Eugene, what's coming up in the show tonight? Yes, indeedy. We've a jam-packed show tonight. We've uh, like a massive bag of worms. Yes, wriggling around, dying to get out. We're going to be chewing the cud later on with Bert Kavner. We've also got the complete. Watch out! Hey, get off me! What the fucking? Shut that window there! On the tractor. Oh, we need a tractor. You're sitting on the gear stick. Tony, mm, felt good. Uh, yeah, we've ah, got uh, a complete guide to farming. You almost had moss in the month, have you? We're going to have Professor Critic in later, reviewing Bon Jovi the Circle. Circle jerks. We've got the Gabbler coming in. He's got the sci-fi spot tonight, and he'll be retrospectively giving his thoughts on Lost. Oh, yeah. I remember that, but I, I, I've forgotten it. <laughs> we've also got... Pull the nugger back, Bernie. Pull the nugger. We've got reviews of Ramstein pussies. And oh, oh Jesus, Lou. Are you sure you can say that type of thing in the air these days? So get those fingers dialing into the Friday Rock Show right now if you want to be in with a chance of reviewing Ramstein. What's the number, Tony? 0800-666-666. And you can phone us on, on the normal lines and then you can Skype us. But we're not going to put you on the air because I can't see you. You can twist and you can Facebook us. And it can be about Bernie Lehar. Cool, so that's it. We've got a jam-packed show tonight. But, um, what'll we do next, Tony? I think I know. It's the... It's time for... Another letter! <laughs> How are you doing? Chicken for... Hiya! All right, Jesus. It's the Fuck you. Fuck you. Oh. Hey, boys. Tony, Wisdom. Don't let DJ Jaffa here. They're Hey, Rock Joxers. It's the Jibbler here. Oh, hi, lads. Hi, Music Bendors. What's going on? How are you? How is lads? Hey, what's up, Adrian? How do I know smoke, man? How's things, Friday Rock Lords? A letter. Keep on coming. Yes, indeed. The first one tonight comes into us from Farmer Eric from Harshaker. Hey, Farmer Eric, what you gonna say? There, boys. Keep slow down. Keep slow down. His orders are down on Dangleberry coming this week. Saw the poster on the wall there. 
Well, if he's encouraged the young folk back onto the land, then that'll only be a good thing. Yeah, that's you. I'm only grown daisies for a sheep out of the want of something better to do. Remember, even if a farmer intends to be lazy, he has to get up in time to begin early, huh? Ha ha ha! That's it! Go away, you and that farmer, Eric. But the slurry pit has dried up and their brown envelopes are coming in the post these days. And her with the baby on the way too. You just don't understand. We're left behind. Shoshani Murta of Barnefanuli had no time for the Shakespeare down the playhouse no more. Not since Mowdy Owlin won't let you use the PA system because it's too old. Ah, sure, he's too old too. Eamon Giltigan too was a fierce chip with his loans for the tractor. His solicitor was recently had up in front of Judge Bonnie Dukula for embezzling money on the man Mickey machines. <laughs> What's that? Don't know, Tony. I know. You Sam know more Georgie. about that strange stuff than I do. <laughs> <laughs> it seems she loved booking the oiled up lad dancers on the Friday with you chaps on the radio. She's sick. She spent the whole lot of muscle men show she did. Now it's all gone. Gone. And Eamon Giltigan has no fucking tractor and only the final notices to stoke up the fire. It's poverty. Poverty's wrecking the land. Sure. From a poke the hole. Sure, what can we do? I'm only a Christian bailing hay come calving time. That's true. I'm a farmer. Christian bailing. But them Europeans and city slickers don't give a shy. Excuse me language, but it's true. That's right. Their ignorant policy has me with nothing to do now. That the hoggets are only worth 500 cent a kilo. And sure the malting and spring barley comes in a 270 euro a ton. I can't wait by with the bread and butter on that lads. These days the only thing my land was being used for was a bit of the old dogging in the woods. I couldn't what's, believe what's, it. What's that Asian? Dogging. What's dogging? It's what you do at the weekends when, when Maggie lets you out to walk the dog. But you're not Oi. really walking dog, Tony. Oh, I'm a dog. You're flashing the Mickey, you other lads. I am not. <laughs> you lie! That's right, no messing. Liar! I was book spreading the other week and they were there. Some Eastern Europeans, all stringy legged, lined up dogging some pasty, farce female over a tree stump. I nearly drew up into me farmer's journal. And that's when I recognised her. It was Eamon Slister's sister. <gasps> True as God now. She's the one who runs the pub. But she's pushing 45, lads. She'd be the one giving you the stare with the middle-aged wanting her. <gasps> As she asked you what you're up to later, after buying the Carlsbergs. Oh, gee, now we all know what she was up to. <laughs> Dogging ah! in my woods. And only a sluice of lads up on her now. She was in hog heaven, Adrian. That's right. I climbed out of John Deere and jumped the fence to get a closer look. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's carving it right here on the He's bought the farm. <coughs> we'll be back after a commercial break. <laughs> buy Massey Ferguson. Massey Ferguson are the ones to buy. I had to be sure. There she was. Spread. Spread! <laughs> Hole in the air! Spread eagles Spread. in a thicket! A fountain of youth! Reminded me the day I woke up with the tongue stuck to Melinda Boland's rosy tit off in the hay shed. Not bad. What are they like, huh? So I tore open the five inch cheese and onion four pack of pizza I had for lunch and ate it raw from the plastic as she got the bitterness rolled over over a boulder. Mmm, gorgeous. gorgeous. I had to go out and sponge down the cows after that I did but still couldn't get her pokey porcelain face out of my head. Who was it? She looked straight at me with the dead eyes as she booked and pumped. I don't think I can bring myself to look at her the next time I'm ordering the Tuborg 10 pack takeaway special. I'll tell you, she needs a bit of owl vovoilus ring back to cure her, I think. Middle of her forehead, behind the ears, and maybe a bit on the tailbone. I would hope for the best. Like I must do up me farm. Payments are due, Adrian. 
I don't know what, how I'm going to get the money. He's suffering. He's suffering. And you're sitting there in a big ways. I do my bit for charity too. See ya. What's he do? Do you the big issue, do you? When I'm in the pub, and you know those uh, St. Vincent de Paul little boxes are on the counter, I throw in five or six cents. <laughs> your generosity knows no bounds, AJ. I don't like carrying around I the old... there's no force fields in your pockets. <laughs> I don't like carrying around the old change, you know. <clears throat> anyway! Put down your bag! Anyway! There's a fucking letter I'm reading there. <laughs> Stop well, well, what's happening on the farms across the land, and on the radio in these tough times, we're all at risk. And you know, I hope they don't pull you off the air, Adrian. Would they pull you off, do you think? I don't know. The lads in the tight suits would come and take me away if I had no Friday Rocks to listen to. All the best. Play some Pearl Jam, please. They're good lads with the farmers, I hear. Good luck now, and don't mention the Miley's. Farm Eric, from Harshaker. Down by the meetings, and turn left. We will play some Pearl Jam later in the show for you. But would they pull you off on air? I've been pulled off on the air before, Tony, let me tell you that. But I can tell by the way you walk you're a bit constipated. Rock hard, is it? After all these years sitting in the DJ seat with the worn out handles. <laughs> you're walking like fucking Texas Walker Ranger. So Tony there, when you're finished ranting, what's coming up next in the show that you're producing? Well, yes, no, actually, yeah. But many, many things, AJ. I believe we have Fabian Marshall coming up later with some astrology. Yeah, now, but you... that's in the future. <laughs> what's next? <laughs> well, because we're here, especially down on Dangleberry Farm. Are we going to be talking to farmers? We are. Because are we going to get the fucking complete guide to gar- garden and farming? We are gardening yay! and farming. Yay! And the first thing we're going to do is talk to Mr. Bertie Boylan. Live on the, on the Friday. Sean Bond Brannock Country. Okay, now it's time for Down on Dangleberry Farm, part one. And this one's called The Floods. Uh, I went to bed, it was Sunday night, and I woke up Monday morning, and I looked out the window, and my field was half covered with water. I got a fight. I just, I got a fight. Because I says I'm in trouble when it came so quick. Because the, the yeah, big turtle yeah. up there, there's a turtle up there in Peter as well, and it overflowed. It was like a tsunami of soilage. And it came down here, it just came out of the water, it was Saturday. And it was down here Monday morning. And with the helicopters, and I couldn't had believe it. It came you. so quick, and it was. Were you on top of the house? It, it wasn't so quick. Yeah. It, it, you know, and it was at least a foot, I'd say, from Monday to Monday night. What's not? And it was flown over there, Shocking. off over there. Where? And only if I kept flown over and it missed another flood, about a mile over, Skehan would be flooded. God be flooded out of it. Sure that house there got flooded. Across the road, new house. Sean Calder's next door neighbour got flooded. Jesus. So they're gone. They're not living in the houses. Oh, they're gone. gone. All, all the stuff is out in the skip. Skip, skip, skip. Not, skip. She's doing it up. Oh, I, if, I, if I got flooded, Skehan would be down it. Okay, now it's the first phone-in of the night, live on Dangleberry Farm. This isn't... It's not me! What the... Get Tony! It. Tony, get it off me! It's got up the leg of me trousers! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Take off your trousers, AJ! No, take no! Take them off! No, take them off! Take them off! No, no! You have to! It's a thing you're making! Bird! Where's Bird? <laughs> okay, as you know, uh, the phone lines for the Friday Rock Show are open all week, so you can leave your voicemails. And if you're lucky enough, We'll play your voicemails on the show. And uh, if we're taking the voicemails, we'd like it to be about your personal problems. And we'll try and help you out with them. Please. First one from the mailbox tonight is Katka. And she's talking about jealousy. Hello. <laughs> no, I, I realise there is a lot of jealousy from our colleague, especially. <laughs> Hello. 
single either. And uh, no. they are dating uh, each other, yeah, but, uh, and she would like to, to get married, but he does not want to marry her. <laughs> and uh, Anna sleeps until, well, 12. <laughs> Martin is all the time at, uh, at his PCs. And then about uh, in the evening, so about eight o'clock, they go to, to go shopping. Yeah, and this is their day. She's thirty, and I think. She's thirty. And against she has about twenty. She is overweight, the twenty kilos. She uh, must. I like to hear birds. Some 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 kilos. Please make it to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, Tony. Um, I'd like you to explain that one to me because I can't understand a word she said. I can't understand these foreigners at all. You just don't like different voices. Well, I've had enough of this because on the airwaves, all we hear are different voices. I hate all those other lads we have to share the airwaves with, you see. Like with all the funny voices. What's wrong with you know, all these lads with the funny voices on the radio as if a stupid voice shows you have talent. <laughs> Fuck stupid voices, I uh, and, and these voices, do you hear them when we're on the radio? No. Are you hearing them now, Tony? No, I just hear the birds and the bees oh. and the, the mumbler and the donkeys. But that was Katka, and she was talking about her friends with twenty kilos, and she eats to solve her problem. Not twenty kilos, maybe that be. All oh, right. She be nearly dead, then, sure. So she's comfort eating because. She, yeah, she's twenty. Twenty. She's a big girl. She's a big girl, and this is it's because she can't get a man. This seems to be suggested by what Katka was All saying, right. yeah. Right. And of course, this is further exacerbating the problem. But the more she eats, the fatter she becomes, and the less attractive she becomes to potential partners. It's 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 it's, it's a horrible cycle. It's a bicycle. Um, no, the only advice I could give to you, Katka is is to get your friend and maybe wire her jaws up. Lock her in a back room. Damn. Is that right? 18 burns, guide to diet loss. Then when you can get her down to about 10 or 11 stone, like she's looking a bit presentable, slap on a bit of makeup, nice short skirt, get her out there. She'll have no problem getting her hole. That's it, Hazy. Hazy's got the answers to everything, sir. Yep. That's why he's on the big books. And once again, if you have any more problems, please leave them on our voicemail machine. And uh, if we like the look of yours, we'll play it on the show and try and, try and sort you out. Excellent. Okay, Tony, I feel like a bit of music now. It seems like an age since we had a bit of music. How about some Pearl Jam? Absolutely excellent, Aisling, from their new album, Backspacer. Backspacer, and a return to form for them. It's called Amongst the Waves. Sounds like an episode of Lost. Which the gabbler will be talking about later. Don't go away. to be a house of cards Has turned into a reservoir Save the tears that were Swim tonight, darling, and once outside the under so just you and me and nothing more. If not for love, I would be drowning. I've seen it work both ways, but I am up, riding high amongst the waves.
Yes, indeed. Pearl Jam there. Excellent. Both sexes stuff there. Pearl Jam are back, eighteen. Back, back, back. I tell you, it's better than that Lady Gaga. That is for sure, for sure, for sure. Sure, geez, I saw a picture of Lady Gaga in the bikini there out on the Costa Blanca. Did you? Sure, it's up on the John Doe uh, website. And I swear she airbrushed the Mickey off herself. How do you know? <coughs> okay, now Face it's uh, down on Dangleberry Farm Part 2. And Bert Kavanagh was kind enough to organise a, a little modelling competition for us. Live on Friday. My name is Desi Green. Down on Dangleberry! Part two of Down on Dangleberry Farm, and now uh, Bert Kavanagh was kind enough to organise a modelling okay, competition for us. Uh, it's sponsored by Desi Green, and we'll Dinny is checking out the talent. The Down at the end here, we have the Miss Shelley, the Charlie Heifer, the business end, good wine hind quarter, real good heifer. <laughs> On to mm-hmm. the blonde heifer, Bambi, again, Jeez, another nice. fine quality heifer. I'm Bambi. Uh, <laughs> good, good blonde heifer again, good length to her, good in the shoulder, good down the rib. We then have the uh, Aoife, so nice little heifer. As you can see, they're all very quiet. Girls, keep it up. Thanks very much. You put the muzzle on uh, them, didn't he? Great temperament. Certainly be no problem calving. Good, good big scopey oh, heifer. Yeah. Good covering. Certainly a heifer that will be able to lie out over the winter, so would really be a good working heifer. We then have another heifer that would be able to lie out over the winter uh, and, and produce the goods. Good girl, good thick coat on her. Bit younger probably than some of the rest of them. Uh, good on temperament, real settled heifer. Uh, nice and again, good length and good wide hindquarters. You can see she's a nice bit of round as well. So certainly a heifer for producing that top called the calving. And again, fantastic example. Real good maternal breeding that's coming through in this heifer. Good bone, good powerful heifer. Uh, great girl, great width to her as well, and great in the line. We then have, yeah. we're just going to put her up in there now. Get again, there, yeah. a real Woo. fine heifer, real Jeez, smart nice. looking heifer, good good muscle, <clears> and uh, would be a, sure, would be a pleasure to have her. Boys and girls, I think Tom. you'll all agree with a fantastic lineup of heifers, Muscular. so get your entries in as quickly as possible. We'll update you again, guys, around 12 or 1 o'clock, and we'll see what the crack is then. Thanks very much. Some beautiful heifers there. Friday, rock, My name is Jagger Jordan. I smoke too much weed. I'm living in 1973. Am I sad? Tony Iommi? Or out of my mind? Whatever's happened, it's like I'm stuck on a different planet. I don't know. But all I know is... <laughs> I must be queer stoned. Jaggerland! Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Until no smoke, man. Go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Smoke him if you got him. 
Jaggerland. That's a great series there, Jaggerland, and you can check that out on ITV4 at uh, 5 a.m. on a Tuesday morning. It's before the fall guy and after the professionals. Don't miss it. Up next now is a regular contributor to the show. Oh, Cooper, oh shit. Exactly what I was. So anyway, I was saying, Professor Critic. Yeah. He's here with his Woo. regular review yeah. slot, and this week he's casting his critical eye over Bon Jovi and their brand new album, The Circle. I'm oh, giving it a savage eye. Here comes the Switch on the learning channel, people. Damage to you bastards. Professor Keith. Remember when you were beautiful? John Bon Jovi does. And he wants us to jump up and down in a demented circle till we believe his incipient man by dirge. Far beyond sell by date album number 11 is Circle, with Bon Jovi rocking around that carousel of crapulence one more time. But John wasn't born to follow, no. John wants to lead us right from the first bunk down his best forgotten days of innocence, driving the finger back into Gina's cheap cottons and enthusiastically telling you all about it. Go, John! But Gina must wait in the diner, as first he's a blue-collar New Jersey boy, working for the working man. And after that, he's got some free time to be Superman tonight and two back-to-back basic rock juggers that has Professor Keith almost tapping his gnarled nails in the back door of the glory days. When they were beautiful and not aged circle jerks. But, by crud, it's keep the fate. Optimistic chords surging us up into a biting their bullet on track five as Richie Sambora arises from his whiskey-soaked slumber. And damn if Richie doesn't run that hillbilly country pickup truck right out of town with nothing but his red raw fuzzbox dangling in the sunlight. People, this is a rock album. Even if megalomaniac John wants us envisaging his battered corpse strung upon a cross made of Grammy Awards on Thorn in My Side. People who could be bothered say he's less thorn, more prick for trying to be the Messiah. But then I was at the premiere of the When We Were Beautiful documentary, and you know what I saw? One miserably tired controller of a business empire. No time even for Gina working the diner all day. I mean, is John, like, saying he works even more than her? Is he saying that he's even more exhausted and shagged out than Tommy, who's working on the docks when the unions aren't on strike? Just to bring home your pay for love for love. He'll have some prayer if John thinks he does, the hairless chancer. Yet, tired money lord John wants to live before you die in track 7, till we get too worn out. Bon Jovi CDs are so long these days. But John, we're never tired of you being tired, or your tired music, or your tired cliches. Speaking of cliché, their latest tour poster depicts the four cursed men of the cockalypse ambling into town with the slogan, Lock up your daughters, here comes the Jovi. I mean, come on. These guys are in their 50s. Who should we lock up? Our six-year-olds? Come on now. Yet, John retorts. Come on now. Come on now. He screams at us on Broken Promised Land with some semi-catchy woe-woes to save us from all the immediate self-buggery. Yes, listener, it's back to radio-friendly unit-shifting with Rock's favourite shirt-lifters. Somewhere in the final cesspit of filler, John Bond tells us that he wants to be happy now, 
and to let his hair down and not to drag him down. John, I'd have to be a limbo dancing, lead filled, bottom fed troglodyte to get anywhere near down to your level, you bastard. But at least on the way down, I could just about tolerate the musacs of this album, pumping from Dante's elevator as we enter the regurgitating circle of this hell. Beautiful. Ooh, he ripped into that, didn't he, Tony? I'd say Bonzo, we feel sore after the critic lads guys fangs into the juicy part of the album. John wouldn't like that. Maybe he's got he'd probably sue Keith after he's heard that. Maybe it's a joke! I dunno, I haven't spoke to him in years. He hasn't come on the show. John, if you're listening, come in for a chat. Bring Richie. Set the record straight, right? This is the Friday Rock Show coming at you live from Dangleberry Farm. In the next hour and a bit, you will hear Pull the Nogger, Tom Shergar, Are You Mad in the Head? Gabbler's Sci-Fi Spot, and also the Gabbler giving us his thoughts on Lost. So stay tuned, it's yes. gonna be good. <laughs> How are you doing? Kitchen Hiya! Alright, Keezaz. It's the what have you got for me this time, Tony? This In your hot, from the sweaty envelope. little hands? Oh yeah, I, I printed this off from an email we got there during the week. It's dearest Friday Rock Show, I must beseech thee, Adrian and Tony. You are my only hope. Will you hear my voice in this most blackest of hours? I am Father Septimius, former priest at Our Lady's Church of the Emasculator in Gortna Green Abina Back. Dear God, listen. It should be stressed that at all times I deny the scurrilous accusation of having any frank sexual element in my activities ah. and I may maintain that I was merely being a strict disciplinarian. <gasps> but yes, I now recognise that my behaviour was unwise and open to other interpretations. I insist that I have not engaged in any such activities since 1993 and that it was always with young boys, never girls. Oh please God, I did get them to take off some of their clothes and would hit them, usually with my hand. Like I would place them across my knee and smack them on their sumptuously naked behinds. Oh yeah, Bert knows about that. But sure, I did this as a form of punishment. I had to bait the Jesus into them, Adrian. How else would they learn the ways of the Lord? Okay, so it did occasionally generate a sexual movement in me. But as God was looking, I never touched their private parts, nor got them to actively touch me there. Never. Dirt. Ever. Sure, sure, that's sexual abuse. Sometimes, alright, you give me fierce sexual pleasure, but then that's my business. And I never saw this perturbed... And I never saw that this perturbed young fellas in the slightest. So this pattern would have continued in spits and spurts until I got myself treated in the St. John of God's for the want in me. Now let me categorically state that there was only a maximum four boys in each place, up to and including the parish, in 1993 when these vicious complaints were made. I remember the first recorded allegation to the Archdiocese that was made against me. It was October 1982. I was having the crack with the young lads, as you do, showing them the way, giving them a hand, opening them up to our Lord, our God, you know. Well, some woman went and contacted Bishop O'Mahony and reported me on behalf of three 
named Young Lads. I was merry mortified, so I was. One chap was a witness to the Thursday night beating of older boys with their pants down. What? With their pants down? Sure, of course, with their pants down. How else was I going to get their confidence? The arse to the Lord is the best way to pray. Ah, lay people, what do they know, ha? Huh? Then there was another mother whose son was made remove his underwear for acting the goat. Hello, come on now. And a third mother claimed her son was refusing to serve mass because he did not want the priest. In his words, driving his fat finger up my hole anymore. Ah, come on, with you now. This was all perfectly normal part of the guiding process. Please, God, I don't know what all the fuss is about. Sure, Archbishop Dermot Ryan allayed these people's fears by telling them that I was merely very interested in childcare. <laughs> and that was like he best was. with the less intelligent. Sure, that's the way it was. You're best with the less intelligent, are you? I am indeed, Tony. That's why I'm hanging around with you, buddy. It's all that coming. You put a horn in the light hole out, will you, Lid? You did, you put your... Right through the fog, now, I have to add, also, that I did have to sleep with the young lads because they were very insecure and they needed the comfort in the night time. There'll be a complaint about this one, I'm sure. Well, okay, I do acknowledge a little horseplay. But that's what boys like to do in the bed before the lights go out, isn't it? It is not. I go straight to sleep. Turned out after all the dogging and donkey molesting. <laughs> I did not do the donkey's Whether play. that type of physical contact that occurred is open to suggestion of sexual molestation, I have my reservations. However, I again, category deny any attempt to sexually interfere with the children. Sure, that's terrible. Now, as far as dipping into the church funds for the rubber chains, that I hold my hands up to. That, that, that was wrong. So lads, in the end, I hope that this has clarified matters and it is really all just a big old fuss about nothing. And it'll all blow over soon, please God. Thank you for hearing my voice and the voice of our big Lord Amen. Bless you all. Father Septimius, in exile, Our Lady of the Open Source, Bogota, Colombia. Woo! That letter it's, came it's, from it's, a long I, I way think away. It's been a long time since you've had a letter such as that caliber on the Friday Rock Show, and I'm proud no. that he's chosen the avenue of the FRS to present his side of the story in what is definitely a very controversial matter. No, Tony, I'm pretty sure we had a, a letter about kitty fiddling on the last uh, Friday Rock Show, disguised as a poem. It's a trend. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trend, what can I say? <laughs> okay, look, what's up next? <laughs> well, Aizen, we're Let going Let me catch back. my breath after that epic letter. We're going for some music. Rob Zombie, perchance? Yes. Because this is for Father Septimius. This is a bit of sick bubblegum. Ah, he's a sick bubble-headed whore, all right. Hey, we all know Are you not hot making films? Die, What's the story with this? Crash and burn, Bernie Taylor.
There you go, that's Rob Zombie there, currently making a name for himself in Hollywood. But Tony, is it true that Rob Zombie was in care at one stage of his life? He was, yeah, that, that, that was, that was uh, common knowledge. Perhaps he was in the care of uh, Father Septimius, perhaps. Well, there's, a, there's only one excuse for the title of that song, Sick Bubblegum. Like, that the fact that there was the old idea that Rob was talking about many uh-huh. years ago, right? That, mm-hmm. that he said when he was in care and, and uh, the priest used to give him awful abuse. And when there was Did an he? open sore, yeah. the priest got his wriggly chewing gum and he stuck it in the uh. sore. So when the kid was in the altar boys' choir, yeah. that the other priest couldn't smell the blood and want them. So the priest knew what he was doing to always have Rob. Could you smell blood though? Well, that's what they say they could. <laughs> <coughs> that's why they didn't like women, you see. Because all the menstruation would have drove them mad. <laughs> okay, anyway, that's enough about Father Woo! Septimius. But maybe the fact that we played Rob Zombie there, maybe it's a sign from God. There are higher forces at work tonight here on Dangleberry Farm. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Yes, it's the Friday Rock Show. Dingly Dangly Farm. And Dingly Dangly Farm, another outside broadcast. Thanks to our old friend Bert Kavner there for having us down. Cheers. If you've just joined us, stay tuned. There's still a, a lot bu- more a, to come. He's a very busy man, is Bert. We've got Fabian Mortimer later in the show. Um, come on, Fabian. Showing us how the stars influence farming. We've got phone-in coming in later. We're going to review a new song by Ramstein. Mm, lots of phone-ins. Big Shergar coming in there. Um, lots of gab with the sci-fi spot we've got are you mad in the heads coming up later with his view on all things eastern don't forget if you fancy yourself as a as a reviewer like our very own professor critic you have your chance now just ring the friday rock show if you want to review ramstein's single oh 800 666 is our number. Uh, I thought you were going to forget it there, Tony. <laughs> Tattooed on the inside of my brain. What's next then? Oh yeah, it's down on Dangleberry Farm, part three. Earlier this morning, myself and Tony went down to the market and we spoke to a few of the farmers down there. Hey, are, you, are you ready to go? Farmers are quite isolated these days and it's often an opportunity for them just to get to meet each other, swap stories, find out what's going on so in the locality. Uh, that's basically what goes on here. What <laughs> 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 we, so we need to do is we need to find Seamus. <laughs> Live! James O'Keefe? The first uh, man that we're going to meet in all tour yeah, is, is Seamus O'Keefe. Hello, Andy. How are you? My name's Tony Staking. Seamus is, if you like, the public face of, of the mat. Right, yeah. Uh, Seamus is responsible uh, for everything that happens out here in the pens of yeah. South of the Arstaff, liaises with farmers, boys, cattle. So mm. there's no better man to talk to he's to the find out what's actually he's the big what man, they're yeah, celebrating the and what's going on here than Seamus. I'm one of the main people. Uh, there's a, a committee of 15. And I'm, I'm responsible for the day-to-day running on the outside. A very special day, we have our annual fatstock show and sale. Fat premium stock. cattle. Is that like Woodstock? Done Happy. for uh, the fatstock, done for the best cattle. You won't see you, uh, these type of cattle every day. If you look around there, there are, there are Belgium blue cattle and all top breeds. And they are something else. They are top Fine. of the range. In, in the animal sense, and we have about well, a hundred. We're up from nice from rare. last year. We have about hundred animals, uh, absolutely top class. Top the class. At the moment, price of beef, uh, unfortunately, isn't great. No. But uh, if they don't give money for beef Fucking today, they won't give, They'll never give it. Moan. Farmers are very resilient people, but the year has been tough. Price of beef, as you probably hear around the country mm. in our travels, is bad. If it could improve a bit, the, um, the farmers would are, are a great people to, to stay going. They're very resilient and they'll keep going. 
But if it doesn't, and if the price of beef doesn't rise a bit, I'd be very afraid a lot of people financially will be out of business because it costs a lot to produce cattle. The factories are getting great beef, and, and uh, I'm one of the people trees, that, that uh, I claim that the producer is getting a raw deal, and Tony. the consumer is getting a raw deal, <laughs> and there's someone in between the for years, making a nice little few quid somewhere. I think you're in the wrong place because there's no place for an important person here. We're all ordinary people trying to make a living. Right, if you have big notions, or if I have big notions, I wouldn't be long being brought down to after this place. Big notions? <laughs> you know, you know they say most you snipe like that. They were Wellingtons back there. There's so much water. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. The truth of the matter is, the calves really stopped it off the map, and then it developed on and on. And there's a great story from one fellow who, who uh, arrived in from this tower, the annual market, and he put his he put his cattle into it, the back of a. Of a, of a a tractor and a trailer, mm -hmm. and he's never saying, We should go and look at him now. Would you look at the grandson? Wouldn't he walk him in the same as the rest of us? <laughs> <laughs> so that's Shit. the kind of thing, you know. Hello, what's your name? The early days was very hard. Like, we used to do, um, you know, an office of everything was written by really 500 checks a week by hand, everything it was all adding machines, yards and yards of paper and all you know um i didn't know at all i knew i thought there was actually in calf bullocks i, I didn't sheep i couldn't figure out the sheep between hoggets and yos and cast yos and lambs and rams it took me about a year to get around them and then the other thing was the name places i mean you had normal places but then you had like long time like elegant not being a curacouche truly live these awful um, these were all alien to me at the time but of course after writing them hundreds of times then I got into the hang of them after a while you know I mean somebody said to me lately were you, weren't you, were you not bored in the same job for 50 years and I said I was never bored because there was always a new problem every day your farmers coming in and I said I always said they kept me young because the farmers kept me on my toes I said and then financially we had no money it, and, and working wives were not the norm at all. And oh, you know, I just was sort of really had to do it. I really had much choice. Uh, you know, I, I, I was definitely you married to it, you know. I was, you know, I think I, if I was at home, I'd be pining away, like, you know. No. You know, I miss it so much. There's a great left at home about him. Um, I'm always saying we'd be cremated, you know, when I die. There's no room for a party And they were saying, well, we put a lash in. I said, I know we're shaking with him. I'm looking at him. She was just one time being shaved with his hole. Okay, now it's time for Pull the Nogger. And now we're talking about sex at a young age. Me and Tony went down to the local Macrona firm and we asked some of the young people today what are their views on sex and this is what they said. The pressure is terrible, um, you just need to just have a bit of confidence and be able to say no. Sex without love, without you know a relationship is, is meaningless like so. Definitely don't just go for it because all your mates are doing it, just have a good think about it. 
You just need to know your own mind. And I took up guitar when I was 14 and that really kind of anytime I had the pressure of school or the pressures of my friends, like I just kind of took it all out on my guitar. If you kiss someone that you really like and you really know, it feels a lot more special. Yeah, I've succeeded. I've done this. You finally like get to kiss them and then like it really is like fireworks. If someone's trying to take you upstairs and you say, well, I need to get a drink in the kitchen first and then start talking to someone else in the kitchen, they're not going to try too hard because it'll be embarrassing for them. Um, I think it's kind of given signals both like just saying signals but also like kind of uh, non-verbal signals. Like if you like put a hand on your leg, you kind of just move it and then like make a joke over. Why are you going to show about? Yeah, I really should probably go further because I've gone this far that he's expecting me to and I'd actually be, you know, really horrible if I didn't. Why are you going to show about? Go to discos and score girls basically and get numbers and... I like someone that they can make me laugh or, you know, uh, someone sees you going. <laughs> nice. A nice person will make me. When people rush into it without planning, it's just, it's a recipe for disaster, really. I think it's better to wait until, or having sex um, until you're older because it's such an emotional thing that when you're younger, when you're in your teenage years, you're not ready for something like that. And if you're in school, and even if you do have a serious boyfriend, you're going to, you will regret it. Look at the parents and faces. As you get older, you realise that sex isn't that important. It's, it's not, you know, the next step all the time. It's just something that happens when two people really like each other. Okay guys, the phone lines are still open if you want to review Ramstein's pussy, but you gotta be quick because it's coming up very shortly. Next up though, Tom Shergar. What's he doing? He's giving us some tips on bursting it out. Who's he? Yeah, off we go again, on another job. Burst it out. How's it going? I've been putting it out around, oh, gotten off the wind. Oh, ingestion. Oh, I've expanded. How's it going? I used to be involved in a spot of saving young Ryan when I had sex with her on the eve of her wedding. And she turned up so late for her wedding that she never arrived. Bursting out. Bursting out the coffee. I was nearly having heart palpitations when I hit Harklow to try and find that bald whore, Linda Jones. I wouldn't decide what about the coffee shakes, her saggy tits, or her arse and them tracky bell bottoms. Whether to park me slip-ons in the doorway or not. Burst it out. Starsky and Slutsky helped me empty me bag first quickly that day. 50 euro go. Burst it. She had the want in her and a package of cakes for after. I had to burst it out. Oh, she had a body like Jordan. Mary Jordan, number six, Cranow Crescent, in Stroberstown. Ah. I remember her well. Now high maintenance like the Mazda Bongo. And them Eastern guards are looking restless in their tight shorts. Mmm, it out. Well anyways, we're nice to reminisce with you lads. Mmm, 
Come on, for God's sake! We have to burst it. Where's me fucking coffee? Morse. I need ask you for a Twix. This isn't a Twix. Does it look like a Twix to you? This is only one piece shot. Yeah, that's Tom Shurgar. He'll be back next time giving us some more tips. It's great now in the sun. The sun's just come out, Hazen. Look at the sun is out. It's a beautiful day on the farm, even though we're broadcasting at 10 o'clock at night. (laughs) (laughs) But the sun is always shining in the Friday Rock Show land. Don't forget, keep those calls coming in to review Ramstein. Um, Coming up soon is the Gabbler. And we've got some more music coming up shortly from Ramstein. Sorry to interrupt, darling, but I think the baby's crying. Um, do you think you could... No! Do- no! I'm listening to the Brady Rock Show! <laughs> the Friday Rock Show! You guys lucky tonight have just switched on the radio. Give me some fish being invited for the next two hours. Now we've got Down on Dangleberry Farm, and this is part four, where uh, Turtle Desmond discusses the GAA with us. So, Turtle, what does the GAA mean to I you? I suppose people, people have, I was asked that question, what does the GAA mean to people? And people say, oh, hurling and Kilkenny or football and Kerry. I mean, it's like a second religion and people say it's the most important thing in their life. Uh, you know, is, is it more important than your family? Is it more important? I suppose the way to answer the question is, what would life be like without it? I mean, reason, the name of God yeah. Almighty, would life be like together, yeah. without the GAA or without hurling or without football? To be a bit like an agnostic in the Garden of Eden, wandering around and plucked the fruit because there was no reason not to. And I kind of pity people now in the country who have no interest to to to, to GA. Yeah, and and kind of like, it was a, I mean, the, the, the anomaly of it is back in the 70s and 80s when Kerry produced that fantastic team, and every bloody year in Parky Quay for the Athletic Grounds of Clare, when Kerry were annually thumping cock, and Mickard oh, Wire yeah. would come in to the cock dressing and he said, lads, he said, you played a great game and you're the second best team in Ireland. And I suppose we were the, the second best team, but we couldn't get out of Munster. And we were, that time, we were saying, God, if only, only there was a back door, if there was only a second yeah. chance, we might beat Kerry. And then when the bloody second chance came, who avails of it now? Only Kerry. Kerry. I mean, when did uh, Archbishop Cloak and all that people have yeah. much time no for him now? But he mentioned about hurling and football, that they were racy of the soil and at the games. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, mm-hmm. fair play, I have nothing against other games or people that uh, have so, no interest no, no, in any games. But I mean, it's, it's, it's snobbery. But I mean, no. to, to, to live in a country where you have games like hurling and football and not be influenced by them and not have some, even a passing interest, you know, be crazy. I, I can't I, understand it. Yeah, yeah, and, and the point is, like, it's just the occasion. And I suppose no people might shot. say, I remember the lazy days and the love light in your eye. <clears throat> the scent of heather on the breeze that graced the summer sky. T- 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 the dusty lanes with twisted names, soft twilight stealing through, Bollocks. leaping tall for the ragged ball in a meadow kissed by dew. The smell of pansy on the wind as night came closing down. Pansy left on gold, a maple tree where birds sang free, bedecked with crimson gown. I mean, the ragged ball by the tough shed wall, it's playing life near done. With cloth and string, it will rise again, not to soar in the morning sun. Uh, yes, I remember the drowsy eyes when youth was on the wing. A thrush at play in the new moon hay, a church bell's lonely ring. The hearty pose of a wild red rose that burst in awesome flame. And the hillside green where we picked the team 
to play the football game. Live! On the, on the Friday! 20! 10! 11! All you hear is bad choice. The farmers at the moment, all you hear. Ah, it's all over now. We met we met Gypsy Kathleen and she forecast yeah, yeah, that yeah. everything was going to come good from now on. So don't worry about it. Whatever happens, we <laughs> <laughs> only drink for that night anyway. <laughs> you sure? Okay. So anyway, I love the people. I love the crack down here. They're all our own age, and I mean we enjoy ourselves. A few points, like We couldn't afford to stay for the week. We're only humble people. Oh, we're only here for the night. I used to go to Galway years ago, but give it up. Got too crowded. Uh, too many youngsters in it. Young girls. We are missing you. Give me the first raging horn. You going home to the wife then and taking a one? Thinking about that tight jump. Going down to Connor. He's tripped. He's tripped. And there's been being kicked and booted all over. There's a freedom. And he's taken fast. And there's no need to have it. He's in for a race. Okay, uh, interesting thoughts there on the GAA. Now, who's next on the phone lines, Tony? It looks like it's... Um, I hope you've been vetting these calls, Tony. He's, uh, he's really interested in you. He said he wanted to speak to you only. Yeah. We're taking a risk. Here, I don't know. Don't mad, lads. And you must get 600,000 pounds a year for doing 11 hours a week. Ah, uh, no. I actually do six now, to be fair. Moralising, pontificating, and they don't have the moral right to stand and stand for the people of this country. And then you uh, pontificate, and you need to be confronted for your moralising and your hypocrisy. 600,000, and at the boom time, you're earning 900,000 pounds to get four times the pay. I'm losing out, man. Wrong to say, bro. What's next, Tony Wilson? Ramstein! Cock your ear to that receiver. We'll be going to you after this song for your thoughts. Here's Little Fox on the drums. Asian <laughs> Bill's Casio keyboard. Yeah, first.
Zeissfeld so. Zu groß, zu klein, der Schlagbaum sollte oben sein. Schönes Fräulein, Lust auf mehr, Blitzkrieg mit dem Fleischgewehr. Schnaps im Kopf, du holde Braut, steck Bratwurst in dein Sauerkraut. Just a little bit. That's our single up for review tonight. It's Ramstein with their new offering, Pussy. Pussy. And I reckon Bob's gone out to Germany and he's writing some songs for Ramstein by the sounds of those lyrics. <laughs> to the phone lines, yes. and we'll take our first caller to review the single. Hello? And first of all, I'm going to go to line one and get that person's thoughts on Ramstein. Hello, caller one. <laughs> Hello, you're live on BBC Radio One. What's your name? My name's Declan. Hi Declan, uh, yes. welcome to the show. All what right. do you think of Ramstein and oh, Pussy? Oh, it's great. It's great. I love Ramstein, I do. Oh, they're, they're brilliant. Do you like Pussy, Declan? Oh, even better. <laughs> and are you a big Ramstein fan? Oh, yeah, um, yeah, I liked them a lot, though. You know, they were playing their local. They were playing their local? They were playing they were, there were down playing. in the local, yeah. Yeah. Wow, that would have been a good gig to go to. Pretty Brilliant, intimate. Yeah. Well, I missed it. You missed it? Oh, yeah. Why'd you miss it, Declan? Because I had to go to the hospital for me checkup. Okay, don't mind me asking, uh, what was up, Declan? Anything serious? No, nothing serious. I just like to take my clothes off in public. Right, uh, well, like listen. I me Mickey between my legs and just look like it's a pussy. It's, it's get well soon then from everybody here at the Friday Rock Show. Thanks very much, Adrian. No problem, Declan. You have a good day, all right? All right. And now we move on to uh, caller two, and I believe it's Helen 
all the way from Luton. Hi, Adrian. How are you? I'm very well, thank you very much. Listen, thank you for taking my call. That's no problem whatsoever, Helen. Um, listen, we'd like to talk to you about Ramstein Pussy. Uh, what do you think of their new single? Now, I mean, I, I usually like listening to your show every Friday. It really, really is a great show. But this Thanks. is drawn the line too far for me, unfortunately. And why do you say that, Helen? Well, what is it because, about this because, track which... Uh, because you're playing th- this ridiculously stupid song. And I mean, come on, pussy, pussy. We'd agree, I would agree with you there, Helen. It is a bit silly, but at the end of the day, it's just a bit of fun. You're not realising the seriousness of what you're broadcasting here. This is completely over the top, again and again, showing the misogynistic side of rock. Showing that the objectification, mm-hmm. saying that the woman's genitalia is somehow uh-huh. a little toy to be played with. I think it's bloody stupid. I think equally it's um, degrading the male part, describing it as a, as a dick. They're suggesting it's fun. You're suggesting it's fun. It's not bloody fun. But it's sex not fun. The pussy. They're poking fun at the pussy. Do you not enjoy sex, Helen? Excuse me, Adrian. Of course I enjoy sex. How dare you say such a thing? I mean, my God. Who do you think you are? You've just said it's not fun. But I'm saying that you are solidifying in the Mm. listener's view that it's okay to play a song called Pussy on the Air. I'm saying my vagina is somehow a little toy that the Germans can play with. I don't think it's like that. I, I, I just think it's a bit of fun. It's, I've got a dick, you've got a pussy, let's do it quick. Do you not find that ridiculous yourself? I don't think anybody should take it too seriously. And if they do, I think they need to have a, have a look at themselves. I feel perfectly fine about my body. But I don't say, I don't point my finger down and say, Ooh, look at my pussy. I think it's bloody ridiculous, Adrian. That's it, that's mm-hmm. it. Thank you very much for your time. Bye-bye. Thanks, Helen. We appreciate every call we get to the show. Even your call... Uh, Tony, I don't think I switched off. <laughs> Listen, uh, apologies, Helen, if you if you were offended by the song, and uh, we promise never to play Ramstein Pussy ever again on the Friday Rock Show. Hey, Dean, is that you, is it? I, I'm sorry, I'm on a mixed line there. I get half an hour. Bye! See you, Tony! Oh. Und smelly pussy, I've got a big dick. Let me put it in and rub it and lick. Oh, ah, uh, Scheiße. Spritzing all over your face, sir. Now, uh, I don't like that. We'd have to say the boys played well, but now, listen, we're not going to get into speculation about what I'm doing. I know where I am, right? The boys know what they're doing, everyone knows what they're doing. All I'm saying is I don't like that. I don't like when they go out and they don't give 100%. It's just not my kind of thing. The Friday Rock Show, now there's something that gives 100% all the time. I like that. And this is the Friday Rock Show, live from Dangleberry Farm. Now, uh, we've left the stuffy confines of our portable studio to come out onto the farm. And today, we'll be oh, yeah. talking to the owner of Dangleberry Farm, Mr. Bert Cavanagh. Pleased to meet you, Bert. How, how's it doing? How are you, Nice to meet you. I'm fine. You? Fit and strong. Fit and strong. Good, good. Listen, I just want to say I'm very, very happy that you have come down the, the, the farm, my farm here at Dangleberry. I, 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 I have to say, though, your, your, your producer seems to, he's a, he's a little bit strange. Ah, Tony, yeah, he, he's a bit hard, but I mean, he's harmless, really. I tell you, he was, looks like he was interfering with me donkeys. Oh, like feeding them a carrot or... I don't know. Tony! Okay, sorry, uh, Bert. We, we were speaking. What type of farmer would you be, Bert? Pigan. 
I'm picking, picking, Hoggins, I'm picking. You're into I, the I've been picking, picking for 22 years now. Well, it's in the blood. It's in the blood, Adrian. So piggery is in your blood. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay birth. I mean, you're from the sea. Yes. You're from, you're from the sea, yes, so, yes. you know, well, I, I mean. Currently living in the city. Oh, right there, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like me old. Oh, fire away, fire away, I, I've done the height. Myself and Tony, we like the old hang sandwiches. Oh! For lunch, you know. Oh, yeah, I like them too, though. Yeah, well, when, the, when the missus. Love it. We're, when we're love. in, the, uh, in yeah. the BBC headquarters there on a Friday lunchtime and we're oh, yeah. preparing the yeah. show for, for that night. That's good, The good, question good. that. Good me, that, good me. That's good kept me, me, special me, special <laughs> me. <laughs> The question that's been keeping me awake at night is what is the difference between bacon and ham? That's a good question, Adrian. That's a very good question because. Uh, it was. Yeah, it's, it's something that doesn't get asked too often, like. No, you wouldn't hear anybody around here asking that. <laughs> because they know the answer right That's the first, the first thing. But, but the fact that you're asking the question. <laughs> oh, that's the question now. That, that the ham is, is from the toy and the mohawk. The mohawk. The mohawk of the, the, so the pig. The pig. So like this part. This part. Here, you see the, me? The arse, see me? The arse, arse of the pig. Yeah. See me yeah, better yeah, over yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give it a good old slap there, Mark. That. Yeah. That's the... Oh. That's the park. Them, yeah, them, them buttocks has done a few days working its time. I tell you, you know, ah, uh, ah, uh, thanks. I, I mean, I, I like to keep the, the, the you know, a big char of the skeleton in my room, like, and all the big parts and the muscles and all. You know, and, 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 and the sheep as well, and the pig, and the cow, and the human. So you're into anatomy. I am, but, but sure. sorry, I, I, I'm going away on, on, on a tributary now. No, I'd so, love to talk no, to you. I was just going to say now that the, the bacon, the bacon, yeah, yeah, well, the bacon yeah, yeah, yeah. is a part of the belly. That's the difference, like. That's the difference, mm. right? For the breakfast, you so yeah. you wake up and you be smelling that there down to the floorboards, uh, because you be upstairs like in the kitchen, oh, be downstairs. It's an incentive right? to get out of the old scratcher. Absolutely, in the yeah. A good old fry, but you, you know, after after, you know after, after a hard day of, of slaughtering the pig, like you know, <laughs> you, you need to be getting the head down early, <laughs> yeah. and then and then you'd almost go off into a coma, like you'd be so, so tired you would be, like you know, the fresh air and everything. I saw the. It's a fine pussy you have there. Thanks very much, sir. Hiya, hey all. Where are you? <laughs> ha! And is there much money now in piggery? Fuck all. <laughs> I have to say, you know, this is the whole the whole reason why I got you down here, you know, uh, to go on the Dagenberry farm. Because we, we, the government's only giving you, you know, one euro, 32, for the kilo. Shocking. Kilo, to get, ah, 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 and then you have the heating for the pigs. Don't, no, the under hay heating. <laughs> You can't be letting the pigs get cold. Is it true now? Um, some like-minded farmers banded together there locally there and, uh, and, and on the waterfront in Tremor and, and they strapped a pig to a paraglider and, and they, uh, they took him off on a boat and, and, the, and the pig was flying. Publicise the plight of the piggery farmer. No, <laughs> no, 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 the last time, the last time, the last time that there's been any flying pigs it's back in the seventies there when the Floyd, the Floyd, the Pink Floyd, they they they, they flung the the, the the big old rubbery whore over the, the battery power station. Not so long ago, I remember on the Friday night, I was I was just coming in after beheading a few of the, the hoggets there, and uh, I heard the Floyd on on the radio, and I thought, oh, who's that lad? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? And that whole fucking agent that you have there with you, Tony, he's up at me donkey's go. Right, where were you, Tony? Burst. But listen, Adrian, yeah. I love to talk to you all day, but you know, there's work to be doing. And, uh, listen, you got the free run of the place, and, uh, but just mind, don't your, mind your producer there, he's, 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 I don't know about him. Tony, come don't on. Don't know about come him. On. Come on. But yeah. anyway, I must be going now. All right. I won't uh, take the money more. All the best now. Free run of the place. Cheers, Bert. Cheers, Bert. Lovely talking yeah. to you. Cheers. Hello. Good luck. Yeah. Time to head back into studio. What are we doing next, Tony? We're going into the trees. On a Friday. 
Let's go, Mick. Are you under pressure, are you? Get the bitch, Mick. Mick, are you? Under pressure, yeah. Um, uh, we started uh, just it was only a week ago, so um, very, very busy. Yeah, we're working all hours, any hours, seven That's days a week, any hours we can get. So yeah. last night typically was eleven o'clock. Again, we got finished. Jeez, and that's the same late. most nights. The typical tree will be ten years of age, to uh, up to sort of twenty-four, twenty-five feet. Big corporate trees for corporate um, trees, you know yeah. hospitals or hotels and yeah. other eleven months. It's Pruning, weed control, uh, control and pests or diseases or anything that might affect a tree. Like your wife. Thus, we have to plant. Uh, we plant new trees every year. Um, you have to plant new growers trees every going year. out of business, and the acreage has not been planted. So in That's Europe, they say there's a scarcity of five like million trees. Coming to your land. Demand has gone up, and the customers are getting a good service and a good fresh tree. Big, yeah, this year there's uh, trees coming in. They're coming in from uh, Denmark. They're not near as good a quality as an Irish tree. Ah, I would say that now, a bad you. Irish tree is right. better than the imported tree. Massive tree, yeah, and it's gone together. off. It's gone out the way out the back over the Sugarloaf Mountain, way on. I, I don't know where it was. It was just a beautiful moonlight night, and it was just ah. great the way the thing worked out, and way off it went. There we go, Mick O'Madigan there, chopping down the sticks. He's bursting it out. Coming up next on tonight's Friday Rock Show, we've got the Gabbler with his His sci-fi spot. See what this piece of junk can do. Ready, everybody? All set. Here we go again. It's the sci-fi spot with Gabbler. Twisted and evil. I can't do it, man. I can't kill my own father. How are you, lads? It's the sci-fi spot with the gabbler! I've just landed in my new Millennium Sirocco here on the farm to pass on the latest news from the ever-exciting world of fantasy horror and science fiction. Well, it's been a while since the last Star Trek movie and I'm anxious for any news on the next one. J.J. Abrams has been talking and it's pretty much anything goes now after the controversial timeline reset, which gabbler frankly thinks is wrong. Does this mean that Earl Grey sipping adventurer Picard never left the vineyards to boldly go on the Enterprise? Shatner has expressed interest in having a part in the next one, but Nimoy claims he's retired from acting. JJ and the boys are rumoured to be toying around with reinventing old stories with a new twist. Maybe the trouble with tribbles could be sexed up and turned into the trouble with pussies. Carl <laughs> Joss Whedon there of Buffy and Firefly fame is taking the reins from Marvel's new Avengers movie. It links into this year's Thor movie and next year's Captain America First Avenger. The fanboys are having a jizz fest over it, and no doubt Samuel L. Jackson's bank balance won't be complaining too hard either. <laughs> the classic 80s TV movie series Regurgitation V is now in its second series. Julie Jugs from Lost is still in it, and this series she's joined by her iconic bad girl Diana from the original. Yes, Jane Badler reprises her role as Anna's mother. Nerdgasm! Donovan comes back too, but it's someone else. David Icke reckons the original was the truest depiction of alien life on Earth ever committed to film. All I can remember is one of the first times I gently stroked the flog was when Julie was tortured in the converter. <laughs> then the evil Diana comes on, and my Mickey would throw straight back into me! <laughs> hey, do you remember years ago I said David Duchovny would never get away from the spooky aliens? Well, I'll eat my words and I'm saying that I'm quite enjoying Californication. But, you know, it just seems he's come full circle and he's making some half-assed soft porn like the Red Shoe Diaries. Do you remember them? <laughs> anyway, lads, that's enough from me. Just remember, your women are like horses. Ride them hard and put them back in the stable wet. <laughs> Here's the gabbler signing off. Oh, and stay listening for my thoughts on the last finale now that the dust has settled. Laters! Twisted. Gabbler!
Don't forget, you can tune into the Gabler late every Friday night with his sci-fi spot. Yeah, I'll see you then. And don't forget, you'll be okay as long as you knock the little man out of the boat. Bye! I am the bastard son of Saint Walnut. I am your father-in-law. It's the sci-fi spot with Gabler! Yay! Uh, well done, Gabler. Another informative sci-fi spot as usual. And stay tuned, because uh, we're having you back later in the show, Gabler. Isn't that right? To talk about Lost. So we're looking forward to that. Plenty more to look forward to in the show tonight. We've got Fabian Mortar- Mortimer coming in later Fabian's Mortars! <laughs> And uh, a couple more letters to go before we finish up on Dangleberry Farm. And speaking of letters... How are you, lads? How's it going? Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Oh. <laughs> hey, boys. Tony Wisdom. Go, lads. DJ Jaffa here. Here, Borderlands. Hey, speaking of letters... Hey, Brock Joxers. It's the Jibbler here. Oh, hi, lads. Hi, music vendors. What's going on? How are you? How are you, lads? Hey, what's up, Adrian? No time, no smoke, man. How's things, Friday Rock Lords? A letter. Here we are, the letters keep on coming. How are you going there? It's me, sure. Jesse Jordan. And I'm on the draw. One, two, shoot, shoot, shoot it all up. Here, have you ever misused alcohol? I did. I dropped a bottle of vodka once, smashed all over the floor. I was well pissed off. What do you think about that? I know, listen right. Around here last week, I was diagnosed with Asperger's Syndrome. I was shocked I was. But then, it all made perfect sense. Did it? You see, I crashed my car into the graveyard wall. Well, well on before that. Because I was on this phone to my Russian girlfriend. She works in the Chipperses. People say she's a prostitute. But sure aren't they all? Ah no, only messing. No, but am I though? Huh? Huh? <laughs> she was that good looking that I had to get up on her. Even though she smelled the vinegar. But anyway, she's giving it loads, feeding the Vodafone to me in the car, and I can't take it anymore! She's melting me mind! I needed a pill, lads, so I leant over to grab one from the glove box and cursed the cellophane wrapper on it. I couldn't get the whore out! There's Zico screeching down my lug hole, and I'm hearing the blare of horns. What? <laughs> Fuck! I look up above the dashboard, fag him out, and there's Mouse Gansland, the gob dropped open, and I'm two feet away from Roadkill! <gasps> no! I pulled in the wheel. Pull on her, Jesse. Pull on her. Pull on her. Ah! No! I am made of metal. You can't touch me. You wanna bet? Go straight in the fucking graveyard wall. Nearly took out Morph's tombstone along the way too. Now is it just me, or are there more people dying these days there than there used to be? <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? Russian prostitutes. They make you crash cars. That's all I know. But do I know? I don't think I died. Unless it, <laughs> unless it lets you use the email in heaven. Or is this hell? I don't know. This is a big freak show, and I'm the star in my own head. Mouse Gansler dragged me out of the beam or 5 Series wreck. I slipped down under the steering wheel. I wasn't wearing the seatbelt, was I sure? The wheel had embedded in my forehead, and fucking scalped the front part clean off. I looked like the Comanches had got me. Mouse couldn't stop shouting at me, and, he had n- and I had no idea what he was saying. <laughs> the doctor, at the Glyndebourne, says now I have the Aspergler's. Well done, Jesse. Big man. Couldn't hack it. Had to have the bad brains, didn't you? Even Suzuko couldn't console me by gently rubbing my head. Because <laughs> there's no skin left there. And for some reason, Mouse Gansler was still in the room retelling the story over and over. Him there looking at Suzuko all the way up and down too. Then sure, even the doctor slips me one with a note in her pocket and looks at me hard, saying it's a prescription for me for the headaches. Giving her the winks and all. So he did, so he was. And then the Mouse Gansler winks and grins a stupid grin like... Lads, what is going on? 
But never mind. Me two remaining front teeth are now further apart than usual. I look different. Let's put it that way. But actually, I'm still more concerned about whether I had the ass burglars before the crash that led to it, or after the heart hangs to the fucker. <laughs> after the heart? Huh? I think it must have been before the crash. What do you think? Don't know, Jesse. She you know me. Well, you don't, but others do, and they think it was before. Can't believe him though, sure. No. I don't even remember myself. Like, how did me, Jesse Jordan, do all the pills and get this Russian Zuziko? Did I always ask people what they thought about something when all I was trying to do was get information to use against them later? That's crazy. No. Sure, then I must have been mad in the head. Just like me daddy. What do you think, lads? Please play me some crooked vultures, because boys, it's all a freak, freak show. show. Jesse Jordan, on the draw, Green and Conclave. Poor old Jesse there, he sounds like he was up in the horrors. Well, Jesse, let's, let's clear up this mystery for you. Yes, you had the Asperger syndrome before the crash. Asian burn, tells it the way it is. Yes, you did all the stuff you said in the letter, you know. And yes, you did, I'm sure. Am I, Tony? What do you think? I think it's about time for some... Alcohol! This is Down on Dangleberry Farm Part 6. We're talking to Paddy and Ronan. Um, and ask them what they think about alcohol. As a taxi driver, um, as, a, as a non-drinker, I think that the... the uh, Get the microphone there, Aiden. The... Uh, Sorry. The, lim- the limit on... on um, <laughs> the, the limit of blood alcohol... Uh, at the present time, I think it's uh, low enough. If you reduce I, it any more, it'll mean so you that. Be able to drink if they lower it anymore. People actually can't take a drink at all if they're going to drive. Yeah, can't take a drink. Um, as I said, I'm a non drinker, but I, I believe looking at people yeah. all my life, as both that and as a taxi driver, that many, many people w- would be able to drive. Uh, in spite of the fact that they have a couple of drinks in them. And if the limit is reduced anymore, I do believe that the the uh, uh, these people will no longer be able to come in. A lot of them through fear, a lot of them um, would be afraid that if they took any drink at all, you know, uh, you're not doing yourself out of business. It's here not now, all about money either, you see. And it's I don't want to be a millionaire this year. Oh, These people, year, you see, if, if you take a taxi, if you, if you come in from the country and take a taxi into town, right? You you have to come at a certain time. You book a taxi for whatever ah, you time yet, you want to go at. Whereby, if if you were at home and something happened, well, you could come in a half an hour later, yeah. and then if you went into the pub. And that there was not the much happening, you could go home quite fun. early. But if there's a bit of fun on, a bit of crack, you know, there's a bit of fun. Ronan has some uh, ska on for the night, on, and yeah. you have a taxi well, sure, sit know, outside. And the taxi uh, for one o'clock you have to get up in the middle of it and leave. And you're, you're on the, a lot of constraints. It's as if we have closing times or anything like that, Paddy. Like, here's Ronan. As Paddy said there, people would be afraid, more afraid than they are now. You know. You would seem afraid, though. You know, for we said the people living at home there alone. You'd be afraid on your own. The pub was always like it's the centre. For some people, it's not all about even to drink. It's coming in and it's like it's like meeting other people, people socialising, talking about the weather, the football. You know, all mundane. You know, it's it's great for people like that living at home. The pub. 
is yeah. the original social network? Um, I'm not fully convinced about just drinking at home culture. I think that was a... Co- maybe... Ten pack of Toburg? But well, the normal the man at home, at home week, I, I, I don't think he will drink. You know, it, uh, I don't think so. It like, can be dangerous. I think he'd rather go to the pub <laughs> it's actually more dangerous and meet people and have a couple of drinks. Caught me or you see, in the city areas, you have uh, can you can get buses and you can get trains, etc., etc. Uh, there's no buses out where I live. Out, out in the country, people, people are um, flying. It's a, it's a, they're in a, they're, they're creatures of habit, and um, they're, they're in the habit usually of. This happened over the years and years, and is this a long story, Paddy? not only just the country it's people, we have quite a lot of city people down uh, who Ten came panel. down to, to live in around, to and you, um, as, a, as a non-drinker, the, uh, you need your car, and, and that's part of your life, a car is part of your life. <laughs> You have to love your car. Love your car like a woman. <laughs> Lads, don't drink and drive, I'm telling you. Spill it all over a lovely leather upholstery in your Okay, I think it's time for some more music, Tony. Yes, we got some vultures. Them with the big talents like you when you get out of there. <laughs> and this is a song called Gunman. Sisters could not 
There we go, some more dirty riffs on the Friday Rock Show live from Dangleberry Farm. Doesn't get dirtier than that, does it? Next up is Are You Mad in the Head? Dear respected listeners of the FRS, I am your host, Ahmed Are You Mad in the Head. Today's program. It is to believe in Allah! Jada! Oh, this is a good one. Alright, I hate atheists because atheists don't care if somebody fornicates in the middle of the street. They don't care if they're women. Alright? Girl bouncing around on TV, topless. Yes, it makes no do. difference That's if they don't noise. believe in anything. Fuck me, bastard. Oh. What law do you have? Alright? So what are you saying? That we should sit back? Let us progress and let us sit down and drink tea and talk about what to do. I think that's the most ridiculous thing. And now a little break for Fusifu. All I can say is correct yourselves, fix your society, all right? Fix your women. When you take the women and dress them like whores, Bastard. to let the women go on the street dressed like this, correct yourselves. <laughs> If you would like to get a recorded reproduction of any of the prayers, here is Bharti Mahesh to tell you how you can get them. www.frs.co.uk Audio CD or audio cassette. Tune in next week. Allah will be waiting. There we go, it's a multi-denominational Friday rock show coming at you live from Dangleberry Farm. We're open to all views and opinions. Absolutely, it's a pop No matter theory. how wrong they are, we take them. Ha ha ha! Hey! 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 H
jocksers. It's the Jimler here. Oh, hi, lads. Jimler Lock Show. Hi, music bandors. What's going on? How are you? How is lads? Hey, what's up, Adrian? Long time no smoke, man. How's things, Friday Rock Lords? A letter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the letters keep on coming. Mercedes. Welcome to Dangleberry Farm. Who are you, lads? Remember me? It's Ropal Foghorn here. Sure, you never hear from me. I know I'm popping up nearly regularly. <laughs> Last time I was talking to you, I was winning. But since then, I've had a bit of a bad patch. The girl of my dreams, the one I could never quite catch a glimpse of, when I finally met her and married her on a beach in Mauritius. Oh, well done, Foggy. Foggy's got married. The twins followed very quickly, Bobby and Alex. In the pub in Lara, where I've been working, I was promoted to manager. Well done. Keep Foggy's things <laughs> out well for you. Most nights, my goddess would come in and keep me company, leaving the twins with her mom. That's nice. It started off as fun. We got to spend time together when I was working, and I'd have a few drinks with our closing time. After which, we'd stagger back to our place. It was like the party that never ended. <laughs> but soon, she fell in with a guy called Kieran Brennan and his hangers on. Kieran, Kieran from the Breeze. We've been talking to him Kieran. before, yeah. We know that lad. He's a bit of an old cat, that fella. He used to play music back in the 80s or something. And he's a big house in Lara. Anyway, they'd head back there and smoke dope till the early hours. One night, after work finished, I mulled it over with a few Jack D's. I needed to confront her. Oh, jeez, Froggy. Froggy's not fighting talk there. This is the Friday Rock Show. This is the place for you to tell us. She was sleeping all day and the twins were getting neglected. Our parents were getting unhappy with her behaviour too. When I got home, I opened a bottle of whiskey and waited up for her. It was 6am when she'd come in the door. You must have been wasted. I told her all this had to stop. Anyway, it all blew up into a huge argument. She screamed abuse at me and I pulled out a knife. <laughs> I pulled out a knife out of the kitchen sink and held it to her throat. Jesus fucker, what are you doing? You need to cop on it, you drunken druggy bitch! She ran away from me and called the guards. It's got got a bit messy, lads. She carried on with a boost and smoking, so we split up and I moved out. Oh no, Foggy! Anyway, fuck it, man. I was single again and I was going to enjoy it. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Back on the street, like Tom Hanks in Sleepless in Seattle. I showed the wife how to do it. My parties were epic. Every night I'd finish in the bar. A group of us would head back to my place and stick on some music and booze all night. Sometimes I'd sneak out some vodka bottles from the bar. <laughs> Perks of the jobs, lads, you know? Was the drugs at these parties? Yeah, I was in a drug all right. That drug was Lila McGregor. The bar owner was starting to get annoyed with me. I was opening up late and not closing up properly and booze was going missing. No way. I told him if he didn't like it how I was doing things, he could shove his job up his ass. I defeated this ass-infesting ringworm with those words. Imagine the damage I could have done to him if I was using my fiery foghorn fists. That's it, you're tired of head clean off him, Foggy. I took the last of my wages out of the flow and headed off. With some of the money I had put by for a rainy day, I bought myself a lovely little BMW convertible. The women loved it. <laughs> That's the one you sold to Jesse. I joined the social networking site Twitter so I could keep in touch with my party buddies day and night. 
Within two days, I had 20 followers. Kieran twatted me saying he was having a big one at his place. He wanted to compete with me for the best parties. He shouldn't bother. Mine murder wins every time. And hell, I'm not even trying. Lilo hasn't even warmed up. Go Lilo. Anyway, at that party in Kieran's, my wife was there. I told her there was a storm coming. I was getting Bobby and Alex back. Defeat would not be an option. She'd done me wrong and I'd cast that bitch out. She would be left in an alleyway, stinking and confused. I could see the fear in her eyes. The next night, I celebrated the victory I would have. Drinking Celtic tiger blood. At one point, I cast open the sliding doors of my apartment and grabbed the samurai sword my uncle had bought me as a wedding present. Standing on the balcony in my dressing gown, the rain battering off my face, I held aloft the sword and unleashed my powerful foghorn voice. Laura! 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 I screamed, waving my sword around, Celtic tiger blood dripping down from my face. If you hear me, tell my wife I'm coming for her. I'm an F-A-heen, bitch. I will destroy you in the air. And then, I gestured to my party buddies, my army will destroy you in the streets. Windows were opening everywhere. The neighbours were shouting at me to shut the fuck up. The guards arrived. I am the foghorn. I am the motherfucking rock star from outer space. <laughs> then I collapsed, slack jawed and dribbling onto the balcony. Foghorn's living it up. <laughs> Next day on my Twitter account, Adrian, it all went mad. Everyone was telling me to, that I was a talking Lara. The neighbours wanted me evicted and the guards wanted to talk to me. What did they say, Foggy? But it was a win. Everybody wanted to be at the legendary Lilo party. I had aroused a tidal wave of emotion in the town and I was riding it on my big adamantium surfboard on Twitter. That knobber Kieran was inviting me to another party. Strangely, when I went to that party, my wife wasn't even there. I asked some of her pals, where was she? She was giving up the parties, they said, booze and the drugs. She was going to sort herself out. That made me think, what the hell was I doing? Next day, I bumped into the owner of the bar as I went to the shop looking for paracetamol. Listen, Lilo, he says to me, I'd like you to come back. Everybody in the bar is asking for you. People come to the bar just looking for you. You've gained quite a reputation. Everybody wants to be part of your scene. He's the man now. It wouldn't do my part. I'll take you. I'm more important. I wouldn't do my pub any harm to have you back, he says. Put the wages up and I'll think about it, I said to him. And I walked off. When I got back to the apartment, my wife and the twins were waiting for me outside. I'm sorry, Lilo. She says to me, you're right. I'm stopping the party. I'm going to face up to my responsibilities. Fair place, you foggy. If you do too, I'm willing to reinvest in our relationship and give our marriage another go. You can come back with me and the twins. Hey, good news. I apologise too. I admit it must be tough living with me. My brain is operating on a completely different level. But all this partying I'm doing means I've become no better than you. It stops. Now.
<laughs> it's my apartment I went and I just took on the kettle and logged on to Twitter. Hey guys, I haven't even had a, my first cup of coffee in paracetamol yet, but it's been an epic win, win, win. <laughs> so good lads. Regards, Lila McGregor. Ah, wow. Foggy's living up the lifestyle. That's amazing. He could kill himself though. He's got away a bounce now. Good man, Lilo. It was all wins for you in the end then. Just goes to prove all this partying does you no good. Does no good to nobody. Stay at, you're winning. Stay at home. Forget about the taxis and the pubs. Have an old bottle of wine. Now it's time for some chicken. Live on the, on the Friday. Sean Bond Brannock country. <laughs> In part seven, we meet up with Phelan and his wild cock. <laughs> yes, these here are the lavender aracanas, uh-huh. and uh, they're, they're very good layers, but are they're they, very wild like birds. They're kept uh, away from the others because if the cock, yes, if that cock broke loose, they'd be more than the, the rest of the cocks. <laughs> <laughs> the cocks can be dangerous he, when they're left on their own. With other cocks, if he got a chance, he's a. I'd be cock fight. That's his breed. <laughs> they're a wild <laughs> bird. <laughs> when I when I was milking cows and things, I there were a few around the yard all the time, and then when I when I retired, I My I thought I took these on for an expensive hobby. Ah, <laughs> uh, they are. Ah, yeah. I suppose every hobby is a bit expensive, any whatever you're doing. True, true. Well, true. I take a good hour in the morning, any for to <laughs> for to get sorted yeah. out. <laughs> Those are silver camp points. They are a Belgian breed. Ooh. Hatching the nice. hatching in the incubator nice Yes. Look at the eggs on that. The salmon cabarolis. They're a uh, French breed. The, with the with the beard and muff, they're unusual. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, was more interesting. <laughs> cows, beard and the muff. When the cows oh, went out yeah, to come yeah, the hills. Yeah, Don't let the cock do that one, <laughs> man. I, uh, hatch and sell hatching eggs at this time of year. Yeah. And if I have extra ones, which I would have sometimes, if if they're the hatching eggs go a bit stale. They're put into a pot and boiled Looking up like and a recycled today. <laughs> yeah. Those are the black arpingtons. Black arts. And well, those are the black arpingtons no on the other side. A strand of electric wire about six inches off the ground oh, to keep the fox on boring. And there's one. The no, I have no problem with the foxies. He, he, once foxy he whore. Get a shock, he don't come back. <laughs> yes. oh, I hope he don't. Then. Uh-huh. No, I've lost nothing to fox now. Huh? Who's that cock? Look at him. Look those at him are the emperor geese. And the others are the barnacle. Yeah, they're nice. Lovely birds. They're the guineas. They, they can screech out there when a stranger comes. They're good guard. <laughs> they're greasy. Small though. Well, but some, there's some more you want anyway. Yeah, well, yeah, they're not full grown yet. Do you like chicken? Well, suck me cock, it's foul. like to have a fair bit of room so they're not too badly off. <laughs> oh. There's the wife. Mind yourself, I see. Yeah, the baby chicks now, they're only a day old. They don't look steady on your feet. They're lovely little oh, fellas. Shit. You know, that nature's a marvellous thing. Just break an egg. They're in the plate, what a yeah, slushy thing it is. Smash it. <laughs> yes, Smash they're it wild bird. Down on Dangleberry And thanks very much for Phelan O'Hargan for showing us his cocks. And they were a mighty one too, Phelan. 
Okay, let's move on. We've got our uh, I got him on the line, favorite astrologer on the line, Fabian. Fabian Mortimer. Hi, Adrian. Hi, Fabian. Hi, Fabian. And you're calling in to speak to us about the relationship between the zodiac and farming success. Absolutely, Adrian. It's lovely to hear from you again. It's, it's good been to hear from you again. Since we've had a night ride. <laughs> We must get together and have another ride. No. Oh, Adrian! <laughs> it's been so long. It is very long. Now, Fabian, talk to me. How does uh, astrology affect farming? Very, very deeply, Adrian. Because I've prepared some expert tutelage from the stars to help your garden grow. Did you know that harnessing the full power of the zodiac can increase your farming yield? I did not. Well, listen now you and farmers. The watery signs Cancer, Pisces and Scorpio can help you. Because during a conjunction with the moon, these signs encourage the growth of above ground leafy annuals and it's the best time to stick your seedy cucumber into the soil. Ooh, or missus. Mm. Now, the earth signs, Taurus, Virgo and Capricorn, are also so very, very fertile. So below ground, deep, deep growth is a must. Mm. Mm-hmm. The root crops now, they are best when stuffed into the wet bed now and Transplanting during this time will also cause rooty development, like a fat turnip, Adrian. So if I had a big stalk now, when would be the right time to plant it? When the moon is in the air sign, Adrian, that's the best time. The air sign. It's the best time to harvest and cultivate. So go on and drive in your melons in Gemini and shove your onions in Aquarius for a bountiful harvest. (laughs) Oh, that sounds good to me, Fabian. Now, meanwhile, poor old Aries and Sagittarius are barren and dry. Oh, no. No, but it's still a good time to bed crops down for the seed. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, definitely. Never a bad thing in farming. Yes. Get it in the ground, make a pound. (laughs) (laughs) Go on out of that, Fabian. And finally, Adrian, for Mr. Leo, well, he's he's just for the weeds. Oh. Mm, Remove when inside him and you will help prevent spoilage. So when the moon is in the seventh house and Jupiter aligns with Mars, Adrian, then peace will guide the planets and love will steer the stars. Oh, Tony, is it it just (laughs) me or does that sound really familiar? Oh. You know me. Go on out of Fabian, you mad joke yet. Listen, thanks for calling in to the Friday Rock Show. Oh, by the way, Adrian, I've done a special chart for you. All right, my star sign is Scorpio. Yes, and I, this is just for you now, Adrian, so listen carefully. Okay. So this is you. Get involved in fitness programs that will bring you okay. in contact with new friends. Okay. I work hard. Now, you must work hard on your improving of your fat stomach, Adrian. Adrian. Excuse me, Fabian. No, we this, all this, have it, and I think you do too. This stomach is, hmm? is, is like a status symbol. It means that I, I've done well in my, in my life. Well, don't I, be a sedentary pedant now, Adrian. <laughs> you must get the... up and stay active, because you... what starts out now is a little bit wobbly, turns into Jabba the Hutt later. <laughs> 
Okay, Fabian. Oh, and don't forget to put all your energy into money-making ventures. It's very important, Adrian. Ah, sure, I'm doing that already. I'm on 600 grand a year. Oh, you dirty boy. <laughs> don't tell anyone they'll come and get you. Not at all. Listen, appreciate that, and I hope all the farmers take your advice and have a bumper crop next year. Oh, I hope there'll be rich harvest for everyone. Lots of love. Bye-bye, Adrian. Bye, Fabian. Bye. Thank you. Mwah. <laughs> ah, James. Ah, he oh, God. He's, 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 some man. Some he's, man. he's never come into the studio live with us, Tony. <laughs> I'll tell you that one. Ah, that's good stuff. Time for some music, I think. More music, and I fancy a bit of living colour. Good news for black people. And this one is called Asshole. Are you not really? Get your drumsticks. I saw a beast. He was looking at me. He said, Yes, indeed you do. It's time to go back to the phone lines now. Who have you got for me this time, Tony? Hello, cheese-eating scumbag. You've definitely got some nerve. I'd love to take a knife, gut you fools, and scream with joy as your insides spill out in front of you. 
However, God teaches us not to seek vengeance, but to pray for those like you all. I'll get comfort in knowing that the punishment God will bring to you will be 1,000 times worse than anything I can inflict. The best part is that you will suffer for eternity for those sins that you're completely ignorant about. The wrath of God will show no mercy. For your sake, I hope the truth is revealed to you before the knife connects with your flesh. Jesus! Satan-worshipping scum. Please die and go to hell. I hope you get a painful disease like rectal cancer and die a slow, painful death. Get the fuck out of it and go straight to hell. P.S. Fuck you, you FRS losers. My rifle is loaded. Thanks for calling in again, Marie. And uh, obviously, time of the month again. But uh, we let it go. She loves you. Ah, yeah. It's repressed. Repressed love. Repressed love. Re- repressed. <laughs> I sure did. I'm hanging around with this, the, the, the boy Inge too long now. I'm getting the, <laughs> getting the old sh- Okay, this is down Woo! on Dangleberry Farm. Yes. And this is part eight, entitled Cow. The Cows. Speaking of cows. <laughs> we talked to Angus Martok about the Sucklers and the Charlies. My father bought the farm and... Uh, I, Mary and my wife and myself took over in 1977. Uh, the farm is primarily uh, suckler to beef. Uh, we also run 200 uh, mid-season flock uh, yos. And um, we run, I suppose, it's a, a beef uh, beef unit. The sucklers is uh, mainly Charlie cross. We run a limousine bull with our heifers and we run a Charlie bull then after that. And uh, we sell all of our beef to Dawn. Uh, meats and uh, Ballyhonus. A year and a half ago, we were uh, members of uh, on board B uh, Farm Quality Showed Beef. Uh, we're also participating in the Suckler Cow Welfare it's it's Scheme. Uh, we also, so you know, are involved in our local uh, discussion groups. All of those things are important, and beef is of top quality. And I think that's clearly seen when there's so much of it being used across Europe. Beef image. Uh, is very much um, you know renowned as being quality top in the world we can we can identify an animal right from the day it's born to the day it's on the plate and and that's done by the sucklers uh, traceability uh, paper trail identification breeding all of that comes into it and we have quality beef and, and the burgers now are made from very good quality beef with uh, detail put into what the sucklers is uh, cattle eat, the environment, the animal welfare. Uh, and the suckler cow scheme has been an excellent uh, scheme uh, with regard to keeping animal welfare and uh, very good quality meat. Uh, and coming from all good quality cattle. Yeah. And, uh, you know, top in the world. <laughs> well, I'm loving the big man. Thanks very much. It's good talking to you about cows. Very informative. Ah, Friday! Rock! Sure! What's that, darling? What are we doing? There's a fact now, huh? The Friday Rock Show boys are still on the go. Yes, indeed. 
Yes, indeed. You yes, indeed. You are listening to the Friday Rock Show. This is the Friday Rock Show. Friday Rock Show. There. Friday Rock Show. 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 With Adrian and Tony, pioneering broadcaster. Yeah. How are you doing? Kitchen <laughs> four! Hiya! Alright, Jesus! It's the last! Hiya, boys! Listen, I just had to get this off me chest. Get it off your chest, Linda! Little old me has taken off the smelly sandals waiting hand and toe on the old bruiser at home and went out reclaiming me lost flush of womanhood. That's it, lost flush! That's right, Adrian. My life has gone spinning 380 degrees. <laughs> the last straw was in Michael stole my year's supply of Revlon cosmetics. I'd won them a Texas Hold'em tournament in the town hall. And the bastard only used a whole lot on his paintings. Him there laughing, squeezing empty any hope I had I continued with that owl ignorant fool. <laughs> Sorry. But that was it, Adrian. That's it, Linda. You shut up for yourself. One tub of eyeliner. Too far. It was a long time coming, and I'd resisted all the girls' advice. But after Lorcan, the theatre teacher, had turned up broken-legged in MacDougan's quarry, I saw the signs. He had seen the chemistry between Lorcan and I. Oh, the tingles, I tell you now. He had some savage tool behind the cotton. But all the way up to before then, I had never dreamed of using this havens. I'd squirreled away in the dusty lingerie. Lingerie? <laughs> in the lingerie? Is it the lingerie? Is that how you say it? That's it. Go on, Linda. Then, however, I saw it. My makeup. Michael was using the last of my Revlon, depicting a swan lake of Lorcan being massacred by Star Wars' stormtroopers, with Michael's big dopey face plastered all over each of them, laughing as they went. I mean, he is some twisted agent, isn't he? He's sir, some twisted lad. A full-time loser. That's what he is, Adrian. Out came the money from the old wonder bras, and off I went. No, sir, this lady was not for turning. I left with the bag he threw at me, and now I'm renting a one bed behind the main street. Jeez, Linda's moved now? After 14 years? I don't believe it. On the Friday Rock Show. You heard it here first. Ah, sure, it's not too bad, really. Rooster, Jarvis and Leona visit often. As does some woolly, red-headed neighbour saying he knows me, and we should roll one sometime. <laughs> I've no idea what he means, Adrian. Then he says that the tune he was tapping on my buzzer at two in the morning was called Iron Man. <laughs> ah, I never liked them metal lads. Iron Maiden, I tell you now. But all in all, I've settled into the post-bruiser life. The landlord is an old beardy Methuselah with more than one jacket on him, always inviting me out for a burger in the chipperses ran by the Russian money nose. Ah, but they're pussycats compared to the big hairy bollocks though. Now one day after fixing the straps and me dungarees, this lady went to the pub. Go on, Linda. God, I hadn't been one of them since the last millennium, Adrian. Well, I was only going to get myself a nice little bottle of jemmy to take the edge off. It had been a trauma lately, you know. An unreal trauma. It was then when I met Celine. She only wants to hold small pub herself. 
And I tell you, me and her hit off mighty. Sure enough, I was wobbling back to the flat after spilling the law about me life. Who? Who was it? She met Celine. Celine. Ah. But I was happy. I did manage to lock the door before the red-headed lad could come play more of his music on his portable keyboard, telling me about his brother, slow-talking Jesse, and some prostitute he goes with. Huh? I don't know nothing at all either way. Anyway, next day, with the fuzzy owl head, Celine called around, and we went out. She's had a tough like me, Adrian, so we made a pact over a Brian Adams CD to change it. But how, I asked. Follow me, she eyed and smiled. Well... She led me down the mass path, over Toomey's brook, and through the meadow, past Dangleberry Farm, into the Ballyganarm woods. See, that's just around the corner here. Tis indeed. It was a beautiful day, about 3pm, so I had another hour before making the dinner and bringing it over to Michael in his house, as he likes to scream at me now. Aseline was going good old with the stories of how she never got married and that there was no good men in the town anyway. I said, I know, I hadn't seen a proper lad in years. And only for Lorcan, I'd have forgotten what a massive mangler looks like. Selene <laughs> gaped at me and said, You should see what they feel like. She stared at me. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. That's when we heard the whistle. Selene said to follow her. So we did. We ventured in suede boots to a clearing. There stood six tall, rakey looking young men with big chisel cheekbones and sleeveless lumberjack shirts. <gasps> it was like some crowded house videos from the 80s, Adrian. Selene took my hand. The biggest fella approached, spat the fag from his gob and said, Very good, Celine. It's hefty. It's good, yes? Let's go. It was a foreigner, Adrian. He was talking like that Zico girl who works in the chipperses. I tell you, I was mesmerised. What were we all doing in the woods? And I could just make out the big bent helmet under his stonewashed denims. <laughs> That's when he took me by the hand. I was shaking, Adrian. No man had done that in years. At least not before they showed me to the stinky toilet to down the brown torpedo. I blinked. This fella said I was. A very sexy woman. What? Big milk and blood. I tell you, I only went crimson. Then as quick as a snot, he whips out the skinny old creamy flute and starts riffing off the strokes. <gasps> One after the other like a piston engine. Ah! We looked around for Celine, but all I saw was two boys straight from the Burt Reynolds Festival, each flicking their flaky flogs in me face. Oh my God! I was mortified. I hadn't seen that amount of cock since Michael taped over the wedding video for point. Come on, come on. Don't be shy, girl. You're not shy, girl, yes? We friends now. The big one said, he had a big boomy voice too, and a super lengthy flog with it. Go on! There is God be my witness. The sun split the trees and shone upon their veiny flesh, and a rush of blood shot up and down inside me. With that, they moved in, legs splayed, and the buckles of me dungarees just blew straight off. Their searching hands, through my 18 years of marriage, right out the window. Gone. And what a way to go. As I looked skyward, I didn't know I had it in me. I didn't know I could have all three in me. <laughs> At the same time, Adrian. Holy God, now. I filled my lungs up to the ribs with the deepest air and roared out to the heavens. I am woman again. Woman. Ah. 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 The echo pumped back and forth through the woods. Iron Maiden. Now... I did tell you boys, no more frumpy dumpster. She died 
in the Ballygonard woods that day. Jesus, I'm still shaking with the thoughts as I write this. I had to get it off my chest though. I want to thank you, Selene, and thank you, Radek, Pavel, and Big Boss Lav. And finally, thank you, Friday Rock Show. Huh? You've always been there for me. Please play whatever you want. I love it all. Oh my God. Love and hugs, milk and blood, Linda. Linda. Oh, Lord, you got uh, there, Linda. Linda, that gives me a, a warm feeling in me belly to hear that you've got your life in such great order, Linda. And long may it continue. What are we going to play for the Linda, Tony? Bit of fuzzy. Get the fuzzy on. This Here is comes fuzzy. fuzzy. This is the best band of this year, 18. I am championing them for the top. This is fuzzy. And just like Linda, he'll be a martyr no more.
shaking was like a lot of donkey at the end of that. That's brand Woo. new music there from Fuzzy. Fuzzy, best Martyr No More, a Black track no more. from their album Chasing the Grail. Well worth checking out. Brilliant. Now we're heading back down to Dangleberry Farm for part nine. And this one is about the sheep. We talked to Jem Kensler, the neighbour of Birch, about his sheep. For the next six weeks, it'll be hard go. Uh, yeah. <coughs> Up to 90. How are you doing, Jem? You alright? Right? <coughs> Hopefully, right. we get plenty of days like this, you know. We've approximately 400 now at the moment. But we've had some lambs with uh, 90 early years lamb from, we said, the 1st of January, and they're all finished now. And the main. <coughs> flock and start uh, they're just starting to lamb now and the next week or ten days they'll start getting very busy then <coughs> if you have a hundred yours chances are you're going to have 50 singles and 50 doubles <coughs> uh, Jim, 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 Jim. Listen, if you're thirsty I'll get you a can of coke stop doing that <coughs> anyone that has a problem or uh, well, I have a problem with Stuck in the sheep, stuck in the sheep. Jim! Uh, a lot of people would, uh, a few of them, and you wouldn't see them on the field. They're very small feet and they don't make a lot of. Uh, some cattle, if they're out in the field, will walk around and around and around. Bad weather, like they. Once they get a little bit of hay and nuts, they'll, they'll sit down or they'll lie down. Okay, it's time for the final letter of the night. Yay! What's from, Aiden? In case you've just tuned in, you're listening to the Friday Rock Show live from Dangleberry Farm. Yeah, you haven't gone insane, it's just us. Rather unusual, we're a radio show broadcasting from a farm. We're always willing to try new things at the Friday Rock Show. Sure, lad, you know, last summer we were up in the North Pole. The North Pole Farms. No Frontier is off limits for the Friday Rock Show. Silver Strand. Who knows where we'll be next? On to the letter, and this one comes from our old friend, Taka. Taka! Alright, lads. Since last we spoke, my quest for the truth has taken me not just to new and mysterious places, but through time itself. Huh? I've been making quite a splash on the alternative scene, gaining quite a following on Twitter splash and my very out. own website. Oh, yeah? My website is now even rivaling Jim Cause in popularity for people like myself, hungry for information on conspiracies and Earth's ongoing visits from extraterrestrials. He's into all that, isn't he? Oh, yeah. I heard him talking in the pub one night and he was going on about mad astronomical projections and stuff. Stand back from the microphone area, hog in the mic. <laughs> My newfound celebrity status has brought me into contact with some of the most interesting people I've ever met. About a month ago, I opened an email from a fan of the site. He'd been reading my stuff for a while and wanted to meet me and show me something remarkable he'd created. The emailer signed himself off as the Time Fiddler. That Friday at five o'clock, as I unfastened my name badge, as if discarding my public identity as manager of Nails and Screws Logistics and became Tucker, Weekend Paranormal Investigator. 
I jumped into the new Merc I bought with the insurance money from the last one, which met a watery end, as you know, and I headed to Hayton on Lay. Is he one of those paranormal investigator guys? Mm. Them pigs for short? That's what he said. Weekend paranormal investigator. Wow. So he's off to Hayton on Lay. Ha! Of course, it all makes sense. The time fiddler comes from a town sitting on a ley line. Oh. These are places where people like us are drawn. Magnetically, we are pulled to these areas the by a mysterious... Baiting the mic again. It's a stupid fucking mic. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, there's bits sticking out everywhere. Magnetically, we are pulled to these areas by a mysterious, powerful it's energy. So it was... Look, look, Tony. Your show is... Your show is fucked. Magnetically, we are pulled to these areas by a mysterious, powerful energy. It was late Friday night when I came across the time fiddler. He was a tall, gangly man with big eyeballs crisscrossing each other as if following the flights of some invisible flies. Flies! I was so inspired by your blogging, Tucker, that I didn't feel like an oddball loner anymore, the fiddler told me. So I followed through with this crazy idea I had in me head, he continued. It sounds like an impossible idea, but you made it seem possible. After the long trip, I was feeling a bit hungry and a bit horny. I kind of hoped he'd invented an android woman sex robot. Or a replicator, like in Star Trek, so I could ask for a Big Mac. A replicator! <laughs> I couldn't decide which I wanted more. Turns out it was neither. He gestured me to a toilet bowl, cistern and all, standing in his living room. I have invented a time toilet, he exclaimed. Holy shit. <laughs> I spent a lot of time on the toilet listening to 80s metal, but technically I'm not travelling back. <laughs> no, he said to me. Inside the cistern is a device I named after you. It's called a tux capacitor. <gasps> it uses matter and antimatter to create a tiny wormhole which you can travel back through time in. Fuck me. This was harder to swallow than one of Tracy's roast dinners. I know you're finding it difficult to grasp Tucker, he says to me, so I'm going to ask you to try it. For fuck's sake, I says, antimatter? You don't just walk into Asda and pick up some antimatter? Our friends in the Ministry of Defence, the fiddler told me. Top secret stuff, alien technology. But my brain figured out how to put it all together. Was the time fiddler a genius? Only one way to find out. I pulled down my kex and sat on the toilet. <laughs> you don't need to pull down your kex, said the time fiddler. <laughs> oh. Here's a mobile phone. I've configured it to communicate through the wormhole to this other mobile. Don't lose it. It's your only way to contact me if things go wrong. Flush the toilet to start up the tux capacitor. Oh, and by the way, it's not an exact science. You could end up anywhere in time. You could be somewhere in time. Don't be talking about the maiden. We're going to play them and we're going to talk about them. <laughs> this time, only talking. <laughs> the only certainty is by inverting the tux capacitor, you end up back here. It acts like an elastic band that snaps you back out this side of the wormhole. Wow! <laughs> this was so cool! I bet it's even cooler than winning an F1 Grand Prix and then going home to knob Nicole Scherzinger. <laughs> My ring tingled with excitement as I prepared to flash the jacks. I paused for a moment, then BAM! I pulled the lever! <laughs> the fear gripped me as the bog vibrated and electrical currents arced around me. Well, They were combined into one blinding light and suddenly I was sitting on the jacks in an empty woman's clothes shop. But hey, the clothes were old fashioned. I got up off the jacks and looked out the window. There was Ford Model T's driving down the street. Fuck me. It was America and it was old. What's happening next, Tux? I needed to get out of the shop and have a look around. 
but I couldn't be seen or talked to anyone, or else I might fuck up the whole time-space continuum. I had an idea. I could disguise myself in the women's clothes and blend in. The clothes were stylish, but comfortable, rather than sexy. I was way back, judging from the fashion, and the cars were definitely early 20th century. I pulled on a long skirt and boots. I needed to cover my 20th century clothes, so I stuck on a large trimmed coat. To cover my head, I grabbed a wig and a feathered top hat. Once I stuck my lippy on, I headed out onto the street. I know, Bert. It's fucking mad. Wow, all the old cars and old-fashioned clothes. I seen a giant zebra down the street and walked towards it. I had to call the fiddler. The zebra was outside the cinema, but it was no ordinary cinema. Fiddler, you wouldn't believe me. I'm walking towards Grauman's Chinese Theatre, and guess what? There's a movie premiere on. Oh my God, it says now playing Charlie Chaplin in the circus. That came out in 1928, Tucker, said the fiddler down the crackly line. I know, isn't it brilliant? I laughed down the phone. I walked to the end of the block, then I got a bit scared. I didn't want to pollute the timeline. I had visions of my big head disappearing out of pictures. Back to the shop I headed, I whipped off the clothes and sat on the jacks. I inverted the tux capacitor and flushed. Bam! I was back in the 21st century. Unbelievable. I told a few of the lads, but they didn't believe me. Except for Bernie, who wanted me to go back to 1991 and stop Kenny leaving Liverpool. Fuck's sake. But I do intend to continue my fantastic research with the Time Fiddler. It's top secret stuff, but I'll keep you guys up to date with all my adventures. Anyway, that all went well and I didn't mess up history. Hey, hey... Why is my best mate Davy's head disappeared from our old class photo? Oh fuck! fuck. To be continued. Well, Tucker. Tucker's uh, gone through time. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't believe it, Tony. I don't believe. I it. think he's, he's maybe he's on the mushrooms. Yeah, fuck this. Hold on, Google, time traveler, Charlie Chaplin. What the fuck? <gasps> uh oh. Tucker's done something bad. He's a lost prophet. <laughs> He's definitely a lost prophet. Speaking of which, here's a tune from the Lost Prophets. It's called "For He's a Jolly Good Felon." Oh, maybe it's Tucker. Mush. <laughs> Oh, 
Friday Rock Show live from Dangleberry Farm. That's us! Now we welcome back the Gabbler. And following on from his cipher spot, he's looking back at the final episode of Lost. That gargantuan six-year series of island madness. Yes, of island mystery finally came to an end this year. But was the Gabbler happy? Let's ask him. Hey, kiddo. Dad? Hello, Jack. I don't understand. You died. Yeah, yes, I did. Then how are you here right now? How are you here? I died too. It's okay. It's okay, son. Are you real? Yeah, I'm real. You're real. Everything that's ever happened to you is real. All those people in the church, they're all real too. They're all... They're all dead. How are you, lads? I'm enjoying life on the farm here. But I can't wait to get to me Millennium Sirocco and get back to civilization. Anyways, here I am, back to talk to you about Lost. Uh, the show recently finished. And here's a clip now from the final episode. But why are they all here now? Well, there is no now here. Where are we, Dad? Well, this is the place that you that you all made together so that you could find one another. The most important part of your life was the time that you spent with these people. That's why all of you are here. Nobody does the wrong, Jack. You needed all of them, and they needed you. For what? To remember. That's how Lost ended. And you know, I really liked Lost. But I just have a few questions. Why did the psychic say that Claire had to fly on Oceanic Flight 815, and why did he insist that her son had to be raised by Claire? Why did the others want Walt so badly? Who sent Kate the letter telling her about her mother being treated for cancer in the hospital? What is the deal with Kate and that horse? Why, why can't women on the island have babies? And what does this have to do with anything? Why was Ben so surprised that they could kill Alex? I mean, what are the rules? The smoke monster can't leave the island, and was zombie Jack's dad. How does Jack's dad appear at a hospital in LA and on a freighter? How did the monster get into Jacob's cabin? And why ask Locke not to tell anyone that he saw Claire in the climbing those horse direct to the cabin and Jake was waiting there? What did he do with the first wheel? And combined with lightning water, that's not really an answer. Why would Ben tell Ben to kill himself and her baby? <sighs> yeah, I, I, if I could get the answers to those questions, you know, I, I, I'd feel like I haven't wasted five years of my life on some fucking shaggy dog story full of hoes and mylax strung uh, along like a fool. They're just making up as they go along. Bastards! They're all dead! They're all going to heaven, Ted! Fuck yous! Gabler! Hey, uh, well, Gabler. Gabler, you were a bit annoyed there, but to be fair... You had the right <laughs> to be. That was an awful dose of shite. Too many questions though, too many questions! I feel a bit robbed myself. But hey, it was a cool ride and we went along with it while it lasted. And it kept us entertained of a Monday evening or whatever it was for an hour. Away from the boring Last. Boring home drum life. Last! Go on! Yay! Woo! Go on, Hey, We're just having an old hole here on Dingleberry Farm. <laughs> you didn't know where you are, did you? You were lost, lost like the gabbler was lost, lost Alliance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. That was the Friday Rock Show live from Dingleberry Farm. Okay, most important, first of all, to thank Bert Kavner, who owns the farm, Thanks, for having Bert. us. Jack. Thanks, Bert, you'll be the true gentleman Absolutely. and a scholar. I know, sorry about the donkeys. <laughs> uh, we'd like to thank Bert's friends in the farming community, who we've spent time with over the last couple of days. They are Bertie Boylan, Desi Green, Great Dini, Jargle Bork, 
Thanks, Nargle. Seamus O'Keefe, Turtle Desmond. Yeah. Mick De Madigan. He's the man. He's the man of the trees. Chainsaw Lad. Paddy. Ronan in the Longstock pub. That's it. Balin O'Harrigan. Angus Murtaugh. Yeah. Jen Kensler. Yeah. Uh, the kiddies from Macronaferma. Thanks to the girls and the boys here from Macronaferma that uh, yeah, they need a bit of an outright. All afraid of the sex. <laughs> afraid of me. I'd like to thank our regulars, Gabler, Fabian, Shurga, Ahmed, Ayamad in the Head, and Professor Critty. Thank you. Another mention for our single reviewers, Declan and Helen. Our male boxers, including Katka. Constructive point. Our letter writers, who tonight were Linda, Lilo, Tucker, Jesse, and Farmer Eric. And also thanks to the outside broadcast crew for all their hard work behind the scenes. Make nice cups of tea for us here. Yeah, that's cheers, Bert. said thanks. Carrying my big cables around all day, it's not easy. Nah. Thank you all for listening. Keep leaving us messages, emails and twats, as this is always is the most important input for the show. It's you. You make us what we are, the Friday Rock Show. Still going strong after all these years. Rocking at large. In farms, um, cold places, fucking jacuzzis, all sorts of shit. Uh, We're everywhere! We're in your head on a little bicycle licking a lollipop. We'll see y'all next week when we're back in a nice, warm, air-conditioned, clean studio. Minus the donkeys, Tony. I go on donkey, at least. Hey, Tony, have you anything to add there? No, I say thanks a lot to everyone. As AJ said, it's been very special. You're special, I'm special. We're all special. Well, we're feeling the love, Good man. Good night. You've had a really good time down on the farm. I, I loved it, loved it, did you? I've bonded. You've been, you've been in your element. Have you? <laughs> you may have been a farmer in a previous life. I might have been. <laughs> Shadeez, look at me. <laughs> all right, oh, listen. Bert. We let you all go, sure, all right? I know you're stuffed to do. To play us out tonight, we've got the Bon Jovi. For you, Mr. Critic, thorn in my side. See ya! It's emotional! Bye! Side, you're always there Just to remind me That I still care
Daily Rock Show is a Tony Wilson production. That loading guy is distracting me. Huh? I told you, I'm walking into my line of sight, man. Do you know how distracting that is? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm trying to do something here. No, you're not fucking sorry. No, but I, 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 I was just trying to get you in a good light, Adrian. Me and you were fucking done, man. Professionally, we are fucking done. Okay, okay, calm down. You're distracting me. Now get the fuck off my fucking broadcast. Easy, easy, what's wrong with you, easy? Are we still broadcasting? <coughs> hey, well done, lads. Uh, great stuff. Uh, good hard-working team there. Fair play to the outside broadcast, lads. And you, Sinead, especially. I'll see you later. He's an asshole. Okay. Bert, you're fucking mad. Just like the living colour. 